Last time on Good Neighbors. Whistler connects with a satellite atop the Roche skyscraper and finds themselves in the pixelated world of Glitch. The TV-headed CEO, Petey, reveals that Whistler and he are remnants of the same monster, only he had the majority of the power. Petey offers to help Whistler, but his flippancy leads Whistler to refuse all deals and attack the otherworldly figure. Meanwhile, outside, Dale sets up a sniper's nest on a nearby apartment building as Danny and Lucas argue over where Whistler disappeared to. With a little luck, Lucas manages to call Whistler in Glitch. Lucas, very curiously, it feels like you have a lot of time to think and make a strategy here. Like, you're playing a strategy game, and the moves and, and damage has been counted for you. Just that you can just make a choice, and it will be carried out. But for uh, uh, Whistler and for Petey, it feels like second. Okay. What do you do? I want to do something messed up to try to force my wife fully in. Do tell. So, I think Lucas uh, takes the uh, USB-C cable that he... Uh, mm -hmm. The cable that he sharpened. One end can fit into a cell phone. Yeah. The other end's about the size of a fully... Uh, a, a full USB cable made round about the size of an eye Sharpened oh my god and uh i think lucas jams it into his eye to try to connect directly into it and i would like to use my uh most recent level up move which is uh my first adva uh, advanced move Apotheosis. You become a terrifying font of mystical power. Once per mystery, after you suffer loss or harm, I'm saying uh, loss here is I found out the person I'm working for killed my friend. Okay. Uh, loss. Uh, you may enter a state where you have both immense power and zero interest in the well-being of other people. Right now, all I want to do is kill this thing. Okay. Uh, while in this state, you can fly, use plus weird to kick some ass instead of tough, using innate magic as a three-harm weapon with uh, whatever properties you choose, ignore the component cost of your rotes, ignore the requirement of every spell you cast with use magic, and have a plus uh, one ongoing to do everything. On the Damn. other hand... You outright cannot use protect someone. Uh, you have all temptations. Uh, and you have to indulge them when a good opportunity presents itself. 
Uh, when you try to resist uh, temptation, roll plus cool. On a 10 plus, the apotheosis ends. On a 7 to 9, it ends with you doing something dangerous or cruel. On a miss, it only ends after you harm someone or something you love. Damn. Uh, okay. I'm going to open that up real quick, just because that's a lot of stuff. That's the thing I sent you about. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of insane. For sure. Yeah, yeah. It's... Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's fucking go. <clears throat> hey, uh, Mr. Dale, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but I think we could use an adult over here. <laughs> like a chaperone. I just, I just got to the point second floor uh, on the stairs. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, all right. I'll turn back around. Okay. Do, do you have, do you have like a band-aid or something and some disinfectant or I don't I don't, I don't really know what's going on. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sit down for a minute, but you get up here as soon as you can, please. Squat. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you, because I want to include you guys on, above the table. <sighs> trying to figure out how the fuck I would do this. Uh, I think I ripped them both out. What's up? Unless you wanted to have the fight in, in the glitch. Here's the thing. Is that above the table, as as empower, powerful as this thing that you're doing is, I don't think it rivals the monster. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Uh, to put it in anime terms, the way I was seeing it playing out was more uh, Vegeta versus Kid Boo, where I am getting my ass kicked but mm -hmm. I am tough enough to stand there and get my ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was thinking roughly the same thing. I'm just trying to figure out how to get more shit happening because I want to pull everyone could, into the thing. Could my... I know what we talked about having that one, like that drone. Could there okay. be something about it that makes it like more of a weird tech gadget that might... Do you have weird tech as one of your things? Yeah, that's one of the... That's what I took oh, yeah, yeah. the drones. Mm -hmm. So like I was just pick I was just figuring it'd be like a nice thing to give Whistler some mobility, but like if it had yeah. some additional like supernatural feature that maybe like I don't know. Yeah, I like that. <sighs> okay. Lucas. Uh as you begin to embody this state, your uh your phone, your computer, uh the the power source that regularly pulls out of your own fucking soul whenever you do a lot of your magic connects to this satellite dish and it beams upwards. We see this great, uh, invisible to you know the human eye, but to us on TV, can see this ray uh, reach into the sky. And we see uh, it doesn't go to a satellite, it goes to the fucking moon. Touches on, you know, the moon and beams back. And we hear this strange, otherworldly wail for a moment. And then very, very suddenly, we see the security cameras and lights and, and 
TVs and things around the city of Atlanta begin to flare and flash. And the ones that are above you, uh, that can look down upon the roof of uh, the Roche building, connect to this satellite. And we see what is effectively like a hard light hologram. Uh, if we've seen, you know, Power Rangers and stuff like that. <clears throat> where we see a very clear image of the courtyard of Glitch, where uh, uh, Whistler, full-bodied, is standing, connected, held in a, a, a sort of, uh, 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 what's the word, Mobius strip of flesh and electricity working between the two of them. Dale, from your vantage point, you can see them from afar. Uh, uh, Danny, you are here now, uh, off to the side. Lucas, of course, you're also off to the side as your brain is keyed into this uh, uh, satellite here. And, uh, yeah, and of course, we see all of those, like, little gremlin guys. I love little little minions here uh, that have uh, now skeletonized and, and walking towards you almost Frankenstein-like. Uh, and so we, uh, the audience, and uh, uh, you, Lucas, and Whistler can know that this uh, section of Glitch is half in its own domain and half in this world. It is uh, projecting a piece of itself as if, uh, you know, you, you're shooting like a spirit, but part of it can still feel. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. As we see this, this image in almost a still for a moment as it's loading in. Uh, yeah, I think that was pretty big. Uh, do was, uh, Danny or, uh, Dale want to go next? I think Dale is, like, in one real quick hurry, he's gonna slam the door to the, whatever room he's in, um, and pull out his long gun, try to post up so that, like, you can't necessarily see the gun poking out, and he can, con like, remain concealed, but then try sure. to take a shot at, um, TV head. Go ahead and uh, roll kick some ass. Got you. It's four. Oh, no. If it's kick some ass, it's only a six. Uh, What is this to help? Cool. Ooh, that's not what I'm good at. Sorry, bud. You're welcome to try. Uh, sure. <laughs> Yeah, that's a three. Beautiful. What do you do to try and help? As uh, Dale, who are you? Sh you're shooting at uh, at PD, right? Yeah, I want to try yeah. to. I'm trying to get some distance for a Whistler. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I get shot. I think I like. <laughs> I think I like go to like. I don't know, like push Whistler down so the shot is easier and I get like tangled up and I think I just I, get fucking shot in the shoulder. I think neither body moves and you are met with this sort of strange magnetic entanglement like when lightsabers stick together uh, and your body sticks in place at the moment where Dale trusting that it would go and move. Yeah, fully. Uh, what does your weapon do? Four harm far. Fucking hey. I'll take it. Do you have any armor? Uh, me? No. I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. It can't be what Lee did say sniping was cool. 
Yeah, his, if, if they can can't harm fight, me back, right? if yeah. he can harm you back, and this is like the super magical wizard of the universe. I, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah. telling you how I feel. Uh, yeah, brutal, terrible scenario. Everything, situation, all fucked up. Right out the gate, as Danny Morris, you're shot and unstable, <laughs> as part of your body is blown out by a sniper rifle. You get a quick, how's everything going over there, boss? On a Bluetooth. Hey, not super good. <laughs> not feeling great. Uh, I'm going to go, and uh, I, I apologize in advance how gross this is about to be. But uh, Danny takes out a, uh, like, they reach into their Hawaiian shirt, and they pull out, like, a small cylindrical tube, and they... Okay crack it open and everyone nearby gets a garlicky oregano smell as they start pounding marinara sauce onto their <laughs> bullet wound and then like drinking it and I'm going to uh, try and heal myself. That seems good. <laughs> Deranged. I, I think giving a disclaimer that something is gross after the ceiling's been set with pockets of piss and shit I think it's a little bit... <laughs> Like a... yeah. I'll, take, I'll take like sauce in the wound any day. Yeah. yeah, I'm always working with some sort of sauce, you know. Um, that's gonna be a uh, a nine. Okay, uh, go ahead and choose a glitch. Um, I don't know how magic works. I haven't done magic in a really long time in this game. That's true. It used to be one of your favorite thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me let me get you. Also, uh, I always just took a harm, which I'm not doing now, so... Yeah. Uh, the effect is weakened. The effect is of a short duration. The magic draws immediate unwelcome attention or is a problematic side effect. Um, we'll put the ball in your court, Lee. Give me a problematic side effect. Yeah, absolutely. As you cast this magic and restore your wounds, uh, we see you, you hack up blood, still stuck to Whistler and Petey, and we see a bit of your blood touch the screen of this monster, and it films and fades through their face. And we hear, the contract is sealed. Uh, well, I... Hey, dude, uh, I don't like signing stuff, and I... I don't like people taking my blood. If I could have that back, that'd be great. <laughs> no refunds! Whistler, it's your turn. Um, did the initial attack actually do anything to Petey? Or... Uh, it did a little bit, but you can guess based on how much damage you did that Petey probably has a lot of health. Okay, but uh, did it uh, bypass... Because it does ignore armor. I don't know yeah, if that changed anything. Yeah, doesn't have any. Okay, it's just health. All right, cool, 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 cool. I just want to make sure it still mm -hmm. works. I think I want to read a bad situation. Yeah. Because this sucks. What did you get? I got an eight. Um, okay. So, oh, God. I, I do think that in this moment... Whistler is too blinded by like fairy and and hurt to worry about protecting the victims and I think I just want to know like what's vulnerable to me in terms of Petey. 
Uh, Petey, I think you know, uh, has... If they have their own, like, pocket dimension, Petey is extraordinarily powerful. Uh, and clearly has been... In the time that they have been alive, in the hundred years, been focusing on getting more powerful, whereas you've kind of been focusing on have, being a, a bohemian. Uh, becoming a more powerful actor. A more powerful thespian? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, jot that down. And they feel comfortable in scraps not wearing armor. They have a lot of resources and power and connection and surveillance but they're still operating in the human worlds. You're standing on their literal property, which means that the thing that maybe clicks for you that hurts Petey is money. If you can cost them a very significant amount, they might do something different. Okay. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. But I think in terms of combat, I think that's Slim Pickens. That's okay. That's fine. Cool. Let's destroy this Eldritch Beans net worth, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I crashed the Bitcoin market. Fuck you. <laughs> Speaking of which, Lucas. What does it look like as you rise into a level of power beyond mortal ken? I think uh, Lucas's physical body uh, collapses to its knees. I still plugged into the phone, which is plugged into the box. And out of Lucas's back a almost digital form of himself floats out and it is just uh yeah almost like a hologram with lines of code running down it fuck yeah and it looks up at uh the uh tv headed guy and goes broke your code and I think he would try to fly right towards it and punch him right in the face. Uh, screen. Face screen? And that would be kick some ass with weird. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Uh, six, two, eight. Eleven. Eleven. Go ahead and choose an extra. Uh, take less harm. That seems good. That seems smart. Lucas, you surge forward and I think, uh, yeah, crash into Petey. And as you put your digital holographic hand into Petey's head, the screen cracks with this incredible force. How much damage do you do? Uh, three. A, a sizable amount of force. And we see that Petey bleeds out of the screen. Red human blood leaks out of the glass. And uh, in turn, Lucas, we see that uh, that blood that has now gone onto your hand fry instantly as electricity pours out of this creature's head into your hand and body and it jumps from this holographic form to your sitting body that's connected to the satellite. And you take four harm brought to three. Ignores armor. Oh! And uh, it's the end of the initiative here. We're switching, going into the next round. Everyone. 
Think quickly, because I'm going to come to it on your turn. What is something you don't want broadcast about yourself across all of Atlanta on every TV screen? It's not a message. It's a scene. It's something people see. It's all going to happen now, but for the purposes of giving everybody a little bit of time, we're going to do it when it hits your turn on the initiative. Sure. Uh, and in the meantime, those desiccated toads, I would say, are now surrounding Danny, Lucas, and Whistler. Dale, you're totally fine. Sniping. Okay. Dale, start us off. What does the public get access to about Dale Kent? I think Dale oftentimes shies away from talking about his time in the military and mm -hmm. kind of glosses over it. But I think we see one of the few times, if perhaps one of the only times, he was in actual combat against other human people. And I think we see, despite all of his training with his medic badge on his uh, shoulder, we see, I think, Dale fully frozen, um, not willing at that time to run across a field of fire. And we see him watching someone, uh, I think, pass away. Uh, someone who needed his medical help, who he just was too afraid to go get. Beautiful. And we see like a football stadium's like big TV screen. Everyone's watching the game and they see this instead over top and mass confusion erupts. Dale, it is your turn. Does Dale know this has been broadcast yet, or is it a uh, reveal I think you later can thing? hear it on the TVs in rooms next to you. Is he aware, like, of what it is? I think like, it's going to take us... It, yeah, I think sure, but it's going to take a second to set in. I think for a second it could just be, like, TV, and then, oh, shit, this is that moment. I think is a, a fair way to put that. Um... I think he's, yeah, like maybe mid lining up a shot. And I think once he realizes what it is and has a second to like register that shame, I think he's going to just toss the gun down, pull from his bag a rabbit's foot keychain. I think he pulls off the keychain to reveal that there's like a little bit of a, a bit of like a jagged end and he's going to stab it into his leg. And I want to use... How far away is the other skyscraper from this? A sizable distance. I would say medium range. Like, it would count... If it was, like, gunfire, it'd have to be uh, beyond close. If I use magic to do something beyond human limitations, could I channel a rabbit to jump that distance? Uh, if you roll well. If you beef it, though, it's going to get so much worse. I think... That was one of Dale's worst memories ever. Yeah. And I think he is desperate not to repeat it. 
Four plus three is seven. Minus one oy, is a oy, six. Oy. Do any of my read bads count for this? Can Maybe you hit me with... What oh, was they do! To me? Because I, I gave you one of the best ways to get there is on the, is to the top of the building. Yeah. I, so, no, I, I said like a grappling hook or something, but I'll give you or something. Hell yeah. I think... Go ahead and, and tell me your glitch. Um, I'm really torn because I think we've underutilized... Um, an unwelcome, or what is the, the side effect? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, but I also feel like, I feel like short duration is, like, too much of a cop-out, because I only really need it once, so I think I'm gonna choose the, the, the side effect. Yeah. Perfect, you yeah. You can't turn it off, you just keep jumping everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Gummy bears. <sighs> Problematic side effect. As you, uh, launch yourself across to the top of the Roche building. Uh, what does it look like as your body kind of shifts to, to accommodate this level of force? I think as he like jams the rabbit's foot in, his legs become at least momentarily like covered in rabbit's fur and the, the muscles like bulk out for a second, almost similar to how we saw him like go Bovine. too big. Yeah, before. And he like back up, backs up and does like a Tom Cruise sprint at the balcony and then just pops across. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to make the internet very happy. Uh, Dale Kent, when you land on the other side, we see rabbit feet hit the floor, and we see rabbit hair covering your throat and face as your body has shifted and your eyes expanded, and uh, it's Zootopia time. Is it the, the color of my hair? Yeah, sure. So... Dale's hair is dyed cherry <laughs> blossom pink. <laughs> and uh, you're going to be stuck like that until I say so. Am I human-sized or am I rabbit-sized? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. no, no. You're not shrunken. <laughs> okay. You're you're fully a furry at this point. Hell oh yeah. God. You can't uh. ever complain about us making your game this way. Because you did this yeah. now. Now I get to do it back. <laughs> I've, I've turned. I've come full circle. You're taking the power. <laughs> I'm taking the power back. Okay. I think that's Danny's turn as you uh, arrive on the field. So I had like a really silly answer for the thing that I didn't want broadcasted, but then Dale gave such a like serious answer that I came up with a serious one. But now we yeah. got like furry rabbits, and I'm just like. Do I go back for the That's silly the option? show, baby. What do so, you think makes for better content? I I think we'll we'll do the serious one. Oh um, yeah. We see uh we're outside of a suburban house and lights are flickering on and off and uh a hand like reaches up to the window and gets pulled down, leaving a trail of blood. And we see uh, Danny uh, climb out of a window, eyes huge with fear, um, dressed like it's the late 90s, and run from the house. And, uh, oh, holy fuck, holy fuck, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And they open the door to the Queen Anchovy's Revenge, and... uh, uh, rubber bands still tightly tied around their bicep 
and um keys 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 fuck 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 they're there they're there pull out like crazy hitting a, a fucking mailbox hitting another car and start driving away uh and denny's like geez this thing is fucking hard to drive and as the camera pans down we see the owner of the queen anchovies revenge uh dead in the back there are people watching just on like radio shack and best buy like stores being like is this is this a movie people are showing i could have sworn that was not a franchise it's just like again more confusion as people aren't sure what it is they're looking at and it is your turn um yeah do you guys like got this are y'all good should i should i go this seems personal you know, I think Danny starts walking towards the door. <laughs> uh, Does go it ahead and look give me like a... we got this shit handled? <laughs> With my look, Bugs dude, Bunny I... ass over here, you <laughs> <laughs> I... see you like bobbing and weaving through these like little skeleton guys that are trying to claw your eyes out. I just like deal with vampires, man. Like, like you don't see Blade fighting TV head motherfuckers. Um. Yeah, I I think Danny's still just walking towards the door. Uh, Let me act under pressure like... to get out of here safely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because there's like little minions coming after you. I don't know who the fuck is a good guy right now. I don't know who the fuck is a bad guy right now. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, that's a Ted. Uh, yeah, you escape perfectly. You kind of, oop, oh, sorry. You're your way out past the little skeletons that are trying to claw their way to you. And you're so, like, in, like, effectual here that they don't try to continue hurting you. I think they prioritize a different threat. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'm not going to, like, leave, leave, but I'm getting to the door. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you arrive at the door. It's unlocked. Yeah. You can... At any point, just kind of skedaddle. Jerry, I think it might be time to to call this one and I don't see any fucking vamps. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Whistler. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and hit me with your thing, and okay. then I need you to roll against Envy. Okay. Um, we see a grainy VHS footage of a you know a spectral ghostly whistler in this crowded attic uh rummaging through a bin of winter clothes and jumping into a walkie-talkie at the bottom of the bin and we pan down through the cross section of the house and we see this little boy who's laid up in bed with the flu excitedly talking into the twin walkie-talkie and as the scene progresses, we see cuts of the boy as the seasons change outside of his window. And this child in the 1980s forms this several year long friendship with their imaginary friend. 
until they reach middle school and his parents lock the walkie away in a safe while he pleads with them. We see this little boy bullied at school in therapy, taking a prescription that he doesn't need because he insists that his friend on the other side of the walkie is real. And then we see in the attic, Whistler leave the walkie and sheepishly run away. We see uh, a much older person, uh, but with the same color of hair and glasses roughly as that kid sitting in their living room just watching TV as they see their life flash in front of all the television of Atlanta very briefly. And for the very first time, they see what they have always believed to be their imaginary friend's face. And Whistler, it is your turn. Uh, and to resist is weird, right? Or is it cool? Uh, I, I, I think it's on your, your playbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's cool, but... Yeah, usually stuff like this is cool. Oh, yeah, it's an act under pressure. Yeah, yeah. That is a eight. Eight. Okay. Uh, hmm. On uh, seven and nine, it's going to be a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. What I am having you roll against is your ability to resist. You feel this instinctive urge now, this deep-set, monstrous urge that this land is yours, that you own it. This body is yours. And as soon as you got a taste of it and drawing from the life force of Petey, you become overwhelmed with a sensation that it's your job to assimilate him. That it's your job to take his body into yours and become the new whatever he is. This is not Whistler's brain. This is the ancient DNA of the slime mold that holds your body alive. Worst outcome. I'm going to say that your instincts won't let you leave Petey's presence or even be away from him uh, as you need to try and assimilate him. You don't have to fight every turn. But you have to stay next to him. Okay. And, and encompass whatever danger that provides. Okay? Okay. You feel this sort of magnetic pull towards his body. You may go ahead and take your turn as normal. Does Petey carry devices or like... Not really, because Petey is the device. They don't really need to. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, it has like a cell phone, like a work cell phone on him. Yeah, if I if I wanted to jump into that, could I? Sure. Uh, I I basically just want to try to get into like his banking app. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Uh, and just like deposit all of the money, like transfer it out of his account. Okay. Go ahead. 
and give me an act under pressure. I think as per uh, normal. Okay. Um. And he will of course resist you as he's a magical person. Yeah. Uh, we see him while holding Lucas uh, in like a you know this like flying holographic monster battle uh, uh, in the air above a skyscraper in a in a big city. We see him pull out his fucking phone to say hello as you have jumped into it. I think uh, they hear Whistler on the other side uh, saying, You're about to make a charitable donation of my choice. Charity! <laughs> uh, as they start just like trying to funnel as much money out of the account as they can. Uh, just to various charities. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and give me uh, a roll there. Uh, oh, for acting pressure, it's a ten. More money than you have ever held in your life. Yeah. Uh, than you have even just seen the number of. Suddenly drops to zero, out of his banking app. Uh, to the point where you have to, at really high speed, get through a bunch of "Are you shores? Are you shores?" tellers and, and accountants going trying to call you and you have to send out yep it's okay yes it's okay it's okay yep i want to do this i want to do this uh, a yeah. bunch of people in his network are calling him to try and stop him and we see this money vanish and we see his head static and flare and blood burn out of his skull uh well, you know tv skull as he uh, uh, cracks his phone in half. Uh, I'm going to forcibly eject you from it. Yeah, uh, more than fair. Uh, and say that you take uh, just one harm as he forces you from the, the, the device. Does the one harm already uh, taken a mortal into account? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Worth it. Uh. You see the uh, uh, power of the entire city flicker as it starts to maybe shut down a little bit. But more than anything, we see the lights in the, the Roche building turn off as the power company just realized they're not getting paid. And we see the lights that are projecting this hologram flicker. You, you spent your centuries harnessing capital. And I spent my centuries harnessing experience. <laughs> and being a bitch. <laughs> I learned that one from my friend Lucas. <laughs> Speaking of which. I don't think Lucas's is as poetic as a lot of the rest of theirs. I think it is just fully admissible in court evidence of Lucas blackmailing like a government official or something. Yeah. I, I think we see uh, tons of instances of you online and also by extension show off a lot of the personal like medical and, and legal information of a lot of people flash by the screens of Atlanta and we see a, a couple of people in the darker corners of the web hit record, finally realizing something's going on. And I think for my action, I would like to, I could list off the number of temptations this checks off, but I would like to use magic to uh, do something that is 
beyond human limitations. Yeah. Uh, and turn this spell back on them and show off something they don't want to be shown. Hmm. I... I think I'll give it to you while you're in this state, but I don't think that normally that spell encompasses that. Normally it's like uh, you can be exceptional in a specific regard, like okay, jump really okay. far. Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me that roll. But meanwhile, Petey's going to beat the shit out of you. Okay. Ow. Uh, 11. 11. Uh, it does what you set out to do. We see... All of the TV screens of Atlanta have been flickering over and over again through, like, very personal stuff. But it has gripped everybody now. Everyone is talking about this. So everyone's saying, turn on your TVs. No, no one even needs to change any channels. It's just getting broadcast everywhere. Everyone's eyes are on these now. And we see Petey sitting uh, not in their domain. They are sitting in a strange technicolor world filled with silk and strange garments and beautiful colors and music. And there's the sound of, of babbling brooks and wine pouring into glasses and clinking. And we see Petey surrounded by beautiful, strangely decorated people until... Sitting across from them, we hear someone speaking in an, an ethereal, otherworldly voice say, You and I share the same dream. Let's make it real together. And we see Petey sitting across a dinner table from the stained glass mask of Greylos. And we learn in this moment that Petey, like Greylos, is one of the Fey Lords that is now standing in front of you in the world above. And we learn that Petey is the Lord of monetization and factory creation. They have an extremely modern domain because they are the newest Feylord. Everyone else gets weird, you know, magical shit like Autumn and Breeze. Nah, not this guy. He sucks. And the camera's flare as light shoots out of Petey's head the world shakes and Lucas you can feel the electricity course through your body as Petey begins to shred you apart and again you take four harm ignore his armor which I think puts you at seven, right? Can, Can I protect I someone? Protect someone? Uh, both of you roll it. I think instinct goes. You both would do it. Uh, didn't you leave, Danny? I said I was standing by the door. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. I was waiting for a moment to get pulled back in. Gotcha. I was like, I thought you fully dipped. <laughs> Actually, it would put me at eight. 
I'll put you at eight, and I yeah. hope they make it. Seven. It's a nine. Okay. Both of you only get mixed successes. Can I help one of them? Uh, you would have to help Danny, I think, to bring it up yeah. to the top. I could try. Oh my god, I did it. Yeah! What do you I got, a, I got a 12. Beautiful. All of you, instead, take two harm, ignore armor. Okay. As this electricity courses through your body, we what does it look like as we see Petey's hands have gone through Lucas's chest and this brilliant flash of lightning is surging through his body? What are you, all three of you doing to save Lucas's life? Because you all need to do it, or he dies. I think Danny was literally, like, hand on the doorknob turning it and just happened to look over their shoulder one last time and saw Petey fucking up Lucas and was like, oh, dude, you shouldn't have fucked with the kid. And then, like, drops the door handle and just starts, like, fucking trucking their way through the little skeletons to try and get there to intervene. Whistler, what do you do? I think that Whistler uh, goes back up to like grab a hold of Petey again, and we just see them desperately trying to life drain them. You know, in this instance, not actually doing any harm, but trying to like lessen the blow to Luke. Yeah, yeah. We see that like electricity course backwards out through you to reduce the charge. I think. Mm -hmm. And Dale, I think. Dale is unsure whether he still has rabbit powers or not, so he's going to run full force. He's going to try to jump and plant both legs on him uh, to try to push him away from Lucas uh, and kind of like sort of half kick, half shove him back, even if yeah. he's like half incorporeal. He's just trying to like... For sure. Uh, and we see a, a brilliant joint effort. Lucas, as you feel these these horrific powers coursing through your body, you feel... Two loving, gentle hands grab onto your back as Danny yanks you backwards. We see Petey yanked in the other direction by uh, uh, by Whistler until finally uh, Dale makes contact with Petey's chest with those rabbit feet. And at that very, very singular moment, the current is shared among all of you. And everyone here takes just a little bit of damage, but a survivable amount of damage as everyone separates and the lights flicker and Lucas, you do not die. Uh, as you separate, we see Petey as as fallen to his hands and knees, and uh, begins crawling, bleeding from his face as their minions surround you. And no one did anything about them, so they also get to go. And everyone, go ahead and take one harm. Uh, does not ignore armor, but every action you take is at a minus one as they begin to scramble all over you. I am at six harm. And oh, it geez. looks like uh, uh, Petey is starting to stumble back up and charge his head again. We see him touch the satellite control box and power courses into his arm. And when he goes, he's going for the kill. Dale, you're up. 
Dale is going to draw his sidearm and start to try laying down some suppressive fire. I want to use protect someone to try to keep things focused on him long enough to get everyone to the fire exit that he knew how to get out. Yeah, yeah, that seems good. Go ahead and roll protect someone. That is six plus two plus two is a 10. Beautiful. Uh, I assume all attention is being kept on you. Um, I think maybe hold the enemy back and that'll okay. give us space to get on our yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. That seems good. I like that. I think as you start laying down this fire, I think we see the, uh, the like projectors flicker. Uh, and we, he, we see, um, uh, PD's as he's pulling power from the satellite dish, it stops clearly way shorter than he was expecting as the power company has stopped giving them energy. And I think, you know, he's going to get one last blow in and it, you could be you that takes it. And if you take it, you could probably survive it, but it does you think maybe not everyone else can. Mm. Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Danny Morris, you're up. Uh, how fucked up does Lucas look? Uh, it, it, uh, approaching death. I think the same. Yeah. Pretty bad. Right. Uh, hey, kid. Look, I'm sorry to like put this on you, but you got to get back in this fucking fight. Um... That's going to be eight with a minus one. So that's going to be a seven. Um, Danny pulls out uh, a calzone from their pocket and just kind of shoves it into Lucas's mouth. And you heal uh, for one. You heal for one. Uh, go ahead and choose the magic. Um, uh, I'll say short duration. Sorry, bud. Okay. So this wound after the fight is going to reopen. Yeah. Okay. Just got to get you on your feet. What's in the what's in the Kelso? What kind of Kelso? You a cop. Beautiful. Yeah, dude, we 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 need you real bad, magic boy. You got to get in there. Whistler. Okay. I think that they're going to try to attack because, oh, thank God, that's a full success. Um, because I want to force them where I want them. Okay. Can, can that be off the side of the building with both of us falling? Yeah. I would like to do that. Okay. The drama. I think that Whistler is trying really hard to remain themselves right now. Okay. And I think that they pull Petey in close and they realize I I can't let you go. But I can't let you anywhere near them. Let's go for a ride. And I want to just like plummet off of the side as you start dragging them towards the the, the side of the building 
you he he says, "What are you d- d- doing? I think for uh, we could be." Ah! And they uh, their head runs through a ton of old TV programs at rapid pace as they say, "Like wait, stop, don't wait." Over and over again, and we see as the two of you plummet off the building. We see that your body is like two slimes touching one another, begin to stick to one another and slough back off. We see stringy sinew connect between you and this ugly yellow mess. Can I proffer yep. one thing before we hit hit the ground? Yeah. Is Whistler able to become incorporeal at the end so that they don't actually hit the pavement? But if PD you're willing does? to use a luck point, I'll yeah. say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The two of you start spiraling towards the ground. Uh, unst- Petey, uncharacteristically, is trying to unstick himself from you rather than assimilate your body. And with this great crash, with gasps all around, we see two of you slam hard, splattering yellow ooze everywhere. Except you don't go anywhere. You go right through instead and make no mess of yourself as we see blood and electronics slam into the ground and scatter. And it's just bubbling there. And that's your turn. Cool. Oh, wait. Roll Envy one more time. Ah, yeah. It's a seven. I think same thing. You cannot resist the urge to start to envelop this thing. And Lucas, we see you bleeding out the chest, your digital phantom glitching out and phasing in space as we see you're still surrounded by these this wealth of monsters hanging in the other in halfway into this realm and halfway not. It seems like Petey's plummeting didn't stop it. Uh, I would like to look at uh, the minions, and I would like to use my uh, less used rope, uh, which is to add a tag to a minion. Oh, yes. Hit me with that. Oh, interesting. Uh, that's a 10. Oh, wait. Minus one. Nine. Okay, what are you what are you putting on there? Uh, so I can only add one tag, and I would just like to give them. Uh, I'm gonna give them the weak, uh, weak tagged. Beautiful. We feel them uh, give significantly less force as they pull upon you, and it's like they're hanging like little feathers upon your body. Lucas, do me a favor. Yeah. And roll temptation at a minus two. This is beyond the source of like you looking into getting more, you know, secret knowledge for yourself. This is the literal source of your power. I would like to use a luck point to resist that temptation. And I think the luck would be as Lucas is about to like reach for whatever was tempting them. Yeah, I'm going to hit you with callousness to ex- uh, 
you can resist it, of course, but the one I was going to hit you with was use magic without regard for the safety of others. As you feel this dark impulse to manipulate the world around you because you are acting on a level that has not been known to you or any other human in a very long time. <laughs> or maybe you don't use the level. Yeah, you're, you're gonna... Or maybe you, maybe you get a little nasty. Maybe I don't use a luck point. <laughs> no, I actually did want to end apotheosis because I want to run away. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so I think, uh, tell me yeah. what what pulls you back into reality. I think when they like tackled my digital form. Uh, uh, to, like, try to, uh, protect me. I think they kind of went through it and actually unplugged Lucas. Okay. Yeah, I, I think by by random chance, the the power that was coursing through you, which might have made you a destructive force against your team all on its own, suddenly gives out. And a wave of terrible exhaustion courses through your body as you've powered down. I want to throw out real fast that I forgot yeah. about the negative one ongoing from earlier, so I actually fail that envy roll. Gotcha. That's Ooh. right. Uh, good to be very, very honest, huh? It surprises you how fast you move. But it's nice that you can be on the other side of the asphalt when you do this. As we see your face, Whistler, peek out of the ground. And underneath this slough of slime, it stretches against it until we can see your face form. And then begins to, to, to connect. We see... Your skin begins to burn so that the nerves can reattach on the inside as your body begins to absorb this material. I think we see the fungal growth as it like spreads across Whistler. It grows up and starts to cover their big floppy hat. And it looks like a giant cap of like a mushroom. Yeah. Yeah. Whistler. Yeah. I'm going to do you a little feast and famine here. I love it. I have a suggestion, but you may choose one if you'd like. Pick an additional weakness as a monstrous that you have. The options, of course, being to feed. You must feed on living humans. Vulnerability, something very specific can deal extra harm to you. Uh, pure drive. Um, I think that might be less interesting, but if you want to pick an additional emotion, that's fine. Or a dark master. Which would, of course, of course, be PT in your head. Oh, I, I think it has to be Dark Master. I resisted Dark Master at the beginning of the game because I didn't want to do another James Pale, but uh, this makes too much sense. And I love that character voice. So Dark Master, <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Well. I am I am not uh, without my benevolence, so uh, I will give you an additional little boon here in exchange for taking this terrible thing. Ooh. Uh, 
uh, as an addition to taking this uh, vulnerability, or this not this uh, monstrous weakness here, you may also take the combat magic move off the spell slinger, which is blast lightning, oh, as wow. that's what he does. As you've assimilated a large portion of his body into yours. Tough stuff. Uh, okay. And we see up, up above all of the little uh, skeleton guys kind of fall off you and very meekly. They, they try to hit you. They have no strength in their body. Uh, so they can't actually effectually do anything as these holograms are starting to flicker out. And you guys are, relatively speaking, safe. You catch your breath as the cool night air wicks upon your blood, leaking from your bodies. Sweat drips down your forehead. What do you all do? How do I do? I feel still feel a little power in my legs. Yeah, this will last for a little while. I think it'd be very dangerous for you to go out on the streets. <sighs> I want to patch you up, Danny, but my bag is still over in the other building. I realize now I made a bit of a rash choice coming over here, seeing as I didn't really do fuck all. <sighs> Feel like taking a little bit of a high-flying ride. Uh, I think Danny, like, goes to give you a thumbs up, and taking a hand off of Lucas just immediately fucking falls over. Does Lucas also look mad fucked up? <laughs> Uh, I think Lucas's hand is over his eye that he has jabbed out. And you just see like a flash of light and I'd like to use this might sting on myself. Yeah. Sure. I think you also have like a wound that reopens, right? Correct. When you do this, no matter what, take one additional, take one harm back. Uh, as you were sustained briefly. Yeah. But now take it. Now, now that wound reopens. As he tries, that wound reopens, and his hand doesn't flash. Did you fail? Uh, yeah. Without my uh plus one from the other thing, yeah. <laughs> what does it say on a fail? Nothing happens. Oh well, then it's a hard move. Yeah. Can we help, or is it it's beyond? A five. We got two folks. Take it. You want to take it? Take it. Go. You want that experience? I don't know. That puts it down to seven. Okay. From the thing reopening. All right. Lucas, I declare you dying. If nothing changes within seconds, like within one minute, I will declare you straight up dead. And it'll be time for another new character to join us. Dale is Dale's gonna grab 
Danny over one shoulder and a fireman's carry. Try to lift Lucas on another if it requires another. I think it magic. requires an act under pressure uh, because you're already using your limit beyond the human limitations. Okay. I think this is now a level of focus cool. and dexterity that is beyond this. I didn't know if I was maybe going to get like gorilla arms too. Like if I had to do a second. <laughs> no, no. That's a seven. Price to pay is probably the one I have to go with. Uh, is this just to lift them or to jump with them back? I think to jump with them. Okay, cool. I didn't know if mm. I'd have to make a second one to jump. I don't want to give it to Costa Lucas. This is your choice. Yeah. So I'm going to say price to pay. When you make this jump, your body has not acclimated to this set of movement well. And this uh, magic tapes like a deep root uh, and doesn't really want to leave your body. When you make this landing, you crash. And I think you break your left leg. And because it is sustained by magic, I think magic won't heal it. Uh, it is like it has mutated that part of your body currently. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to say for the next, I'm going to say 24 hours, uh, you are at a minus one on things that involve using that leg. Even when your body kind of transitions back into being like a, a moving, normal running thing, I think this is a persistent problem. That's, but it will that's... give you the time you need to save your friend's lives. That's fair. And also, every character I have needs one limb that gives me a minus one. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> I'm going to try to slide uh, over to the medic bag, or limp, I guess, <laughs> to try to apply some really quick first aid. Yeah. That is a 10. Uh, so what does that do to Lucas? Uh, stabilized and heal two. Beautiful. You can feel yourself able to breathe and re remain roughly conscious. I think you would probably pass out soon after this, though. Uh, where's, where's Whistler? Uh, where, where's everyone? We'll, we'll figure that out in just one minute. First, we got to make sure none of us are fucking dying. Get on over here, Danny. I got something better than fucking garlic for you. Dude, garlic is... It's good. I know it's antibiotic, but... You know what helps better than that? Real anti-fucking biotics. Laughter is the best medicine. Medicine is the best medicine. <laughs> they put eight. nanobots in vaccines so, on an I eight think, yeah. uh, I either heal to harm or stabilize the injury I think Dale's just going to choose to stabilize for now that's smart yeah uh, Yeah. I think because the, the building you're in is like a high rise like luxury apartment I think I think you can kind of break into one of the rooms and lay everyone down mm-hmm uh, and so I think there's like we're bleeding on some nice couches right now uh, as you you kind of patch everyone back up and they can feel life holds meekly to their chest. And you're going to be OK. Hey, hey, Lucas, if you got any strength in you while I'm patching up Danny here, 
you were looking in that bag there. There's a uh, set of spotters binoculars. Maybe try and see if you can find Whistler out there. You have a telescope? I don't think so. I ain't no pirate, but... (laughs) Uh, Lucas awkwardly and painfully looks through the binoculars. I like the idea that, like, while Vale was patching everyone up, the audience sees Whistler, like re-emerging into some alleyway up from the ground like looking at themselves kind of horrified and like hugging their shoulders and I think that we see them jump into a nearby um, street lamp and then we see this little like little dart of blue electricity bouncing around the whole city as they try to make their way back to the van and then to pull up uh, and honk the horn outside of the building. We close out on you opening that van door and seeing you uh, incorporeal, but we see this sort of spectral outline of you sitting in the driver's seat. And when we look into the windshield, we see that old television face of Petey looking down into the van as you are now one and the same. And we close out. Where they may radio.